Oh, you hear that sound? It's the sound of a skid. Oh, we're skidding all over the place here on the Pigskin Preview presented by FanDuel Sports, where I think combined over the last two weeks like it, I've picked two games correct and you've picked zero, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I was 15-9 and nine two weeks ago, so uh, this is uh, this is not fun, this little two-week run we're on. But time to close strong. Time to close strong. Three weeks left in the regular season before conference tournament weekend, then we have Army-Navy, and then... Uh, hold on to your butts because it's bowl season. And that's, uh, we were having a discussion on air that was definitely not filled with a bunch of curse words where I'm ready for some bowl games. I'm ready to, to mix these these numbers up, give a little change of place, a little, a little stylistic differences. Um, I think right now, like, what would you say is the most fun conference to bet on? Because I feel like the SEC is hard right now. But the ACC, like, they just, they all suck. Big 10, it's just a bunch of unders. Big 12 can be fun. I, do, I don't trust my eyes well enough with the Pac-12. Um, and I'm disappointed because this weekend, I think the, the folks in Vegas have finally caught up to Arizona. They've been a, a nice little cash cow for me the past couple of weeks playing after dark. Yeah, I mean, Big 12 get a lot of close spreads, typically. So that, that can be fun. Um, but th- even this year, there's start. There's like three teams, and then I guess you could throw Oklahoma State in there that are better than everybody else. So that's a little different in that conference. I mean, the Big Ten West is just a mess. You could just spin a wheel. All these lines are right at a pick 'em or less a field goal or less than a field goal. Um, so that's <laughs> that's been interesting. And then you know you've got you've got favorites that may that are maybe have inflated lines and we're going to get to one of those this week. So it's just finding value. It's just, it gets hard this time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, as Brad White said, the the margin of error is thin when you're running out of runway. They've got a good beat on the teams right now. You know, it's, it's just hard. It's just hard. You know, USC can't buy a stop. So they're just ruining plays left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you don't, Injuries are big. Like last week, we played BYU here. That wasn't a play in the column because I found out about their injury stuff a little bit later. So that that was unfortunate, but still. Uh, and then you lose a minute. Like, Nick, I lost two games last week on backup quarterbacks in the fourth quarter pulling fourth down magic um, with Illinois and John Paddock and then on Sunday with Josh Dobbs, Vikings-Falcons. If either Minnesota or Atlanta gets a stop right there. That's a win. Instead, they go down, score a touchdown. Like, what are the odds of that? Not yeah. only did it happen once, it happened twice to me in the same weekend. And so that, but that's, that's just that's gambling tough. sometimes. That's gambling, and uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Before we get to this week's picks, we're going to talk about some of the big games of the weekend. There's a couple of doozies in the Southeastern Conference, and I, I have I, I considered plays on each, but lucky Ole Miss Georgia. That's the Saturday night ESPN special, the biggest game of the year for the Dogs, a top 10 matchup at Sanford Stadium. First time they've hosted a top 10 opponent in November in the Kirby Smart era. Dogs are 10.5 point favorites. The number that I looked at was the total of 58.5 because we know Kirby loves to sit on the ball in games like this. But I will give Lane Kiffin credit, even though those games were at home. He has been, I mean, they, they scored almost 40 last week against uh, 
pretty decent Texas A&M defense, and they didn't. I know one of them was a gimmicky play to Jordan Watkins, um, but they've they've been able to put up some points. So, and and I could I could also see a scenario where they need Carson Beck to kind of throw. You know, this this isn't your traditional Georgia football team, right? So I could see a scenario where. Uh, th- this game does get up into the 30s. That's why I ultimately decided to stay away from that principal play that we love so much, Kirby Smart going under in, in big-time games. One thing I will watch for, Nick, is that Ole Miss offense hasn't really traveled well this year. Hmm. Went to Alabama, had a bad performance. I think they had 27 points at Auburn. Um, Dart really struggled against Auburn. They went to Tulane. I think they were at 20 points until they had what the blocked punt or whatever at the end. Um, and they scored like two late defensive touchdowns or something in that game early, so they haven't traveled well offensively. And then hmm. you kind of you look at common opponent for Georgia, you would comp them to who Ole Miss has played is Alabama. And so does it does a game play out similarly to that? Does Georgia get on a lead right and sit on them and win that twenty eight to thirteen or whatever? Uh, so that's something you gotta. I think you gotta watch for in that matchup, and then. Ole Miss was in the same spot last year, Nick. Eight and one, lost out, lost four in a row to end the year. And so, does that does that repeat itself? You wouldn't think so, because Mississippi State should be a win. I think they have an FCS game even in November, so that's not going to repeat itself. But this is typically where they start to fade a little bit. Yeah, Louisiana Monroe next week. So yeah, um, yeah. So that you know they're having a good year, but I expect Georgia to kind of handle. Their business there, if I played that, I would lay the 10 points with the Bulldogs. Well, there you have it. I I really struggled with the other big SEC game of the day where I almost I, – I thought about it. I considered it because it doesn't make mathematical sense from a what you've shown me where both teams in this t- Tennessee-Missouri uh, matchup have – I don't want to say late in it, but when they play good uh, above their weight, they do all right. It but was lose, you know. It's just like oh, you know, they're they're pretty good, but they're not great. So I think they're kind of in the same boat here. But the reason why I'm leaning Tennessee in this matchup is it's it's more so. Can you just is this Missouri football team really a ten win team? Are they that good? Right? Can they keep doing this? I, I don't. Part of me thinks that they showed some of that last week at Georgia, but they have played Kirby Smart well, and also is the air out of the balloon? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just there, there's an emotional hedge in me that wants to take Tennessee because I I want Missouri to win, but that's right when Tennessee just rips out my soul again. Right here's 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 a chance where it's like, all right, we need we need the balls to lose, and they just they just won't die. You just out loud said, "I'm getting helmet logoed." Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. It is all helmet logo, baby. Yeah, the thing in this game, right, we talked about, everyone knows, or most people watching this, listening to this, know Kentucky's problems with Josh Heupel and that Tennessee offense. It's even worse for Missouri. They've scored over 60 points in two games against Missouri. Drinkowitz lost 35-12 to against Jeremy Pruitt his first year. Tennessee has handled Missouri in this series. So that is the concern here, I think, if you're Missouri. Do they just – does Tennessee just have their number? And the, the setup of the game kind of favors Tennessee. Tennessee gets that – Yeah, easy the, win. Emo, right. Emotional game at Kentucky, comes back home, gets 
a good feel good win against UConn. Missouri played the biggest game they've played in a decade last week in Athens and put up a valiant effort, come up short. Now can they bounce back fast? Now they they showed previously though, Nick, that like they had a bad loss against LSU, they went on the road Kentucky and bounced back, played one of their best games of the season um, in Lexington. So do they do that again? That's the big question. Another really good line. I think that's right. I would favor Tennessee just slightly in that matchup. And so it's just, who do you think is going to be there? Uh, I, I kind of lean over as my favorite play in that game because Tennessee's offense has looked different in the last three weeks um, against Alabama, against Kentucky, against UConn than it did earlier in the year. So if they can score some points, that might that's going to force Missouri to keep up. So I could definitely see an over-cashing uh, there, so that that would be the side same, I would lean to. Same uh, total uh, as the other SEC game we discussed, fifty-eight and a half. Yeah, so just uh, I would I would definitely lean, I need to check the weather, but I would definitely lean over there because that feels like if Tennessee gets out the lead, then Missouri's going to have to play keep up, and they should be able to have some success throwing the ball against that that Tennessee defense. And there, I know there's Luther Burden; he's questionable, but that's Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz done that; he's done yeah. it all year. Yeah, and all those guys have been the plan. I think one time one of the questionable guys didn't play. Right. So that's just what he does. I would fully expect Burden to be out there on Saturday. Um, we're going to get to some of the other ranked versus ranked in our picks. But finally, uh, Utah, nine-and-a-half-point dogs at Washington. Uh, this is one of those things where you just, throughout the course of a season, you get burned by a team. And I, I get, I've only gotten burned by both of these just – Getting the wrong time on when Utah is going to be able to successfully muck it up versus when Washington's going to lay that egg. So I, I, I really, I, I, I can't, I can't bet on either team, let alone when they're playing against one another. I would think that Washington should be able to have its way. I don't care how good and physical Utah is. They're at home. Uh, they should be able to get it done and win by a couple scores. But I can't, I can't put myself through that like it. Utah is 103rd in offensive success rate, number 110 in offensive EPA per play. They should not be able to keep up with Washington in this game. No, no. So Washington should cover. That would be the side out of play. Um, but Washington, before that USC trip, they had two weird games right there. They, they've Arizona been weird. State and Stanford. So what's going on there? And then they looked better last week. And that was an impressive performance. But a lot of that was because um, to add – Salt to Mississippi State's wounds. Their former tailback, Dylan Johnson, ran for like 250 yards against USC. So they're just able to run it at will. Over eight yards per rush, I believe, against the Trojans. So if that's taken away, what does it look like? So that would be the real question there. Um, but I think Washington laying the points there is the right side if you're going to play it. And if you want to play it, you can get in on all the action, on all the games at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. And it's really easy once you download it. Sign up today, make your first deposit, and place a money line wager. Just pick a team to win. Even if it's a big favorite and you place $5 on that money line, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets when you use promo code PIGSKIN when you sign up. That's PIGSKIN, like us here on the PIGSKIN preview. Promo code PIGSKIN when you sign up. Your first winning $5 money on wager will get you $150 in bonus bets with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook app. Remember that you must be 21 and over. President Kentucky, first online real money wager only. $150, or excuse me, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets, which expire 
Seven days after receipt, restrictions apply. See terms on fanduel.sportsbook.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky, one thing that I love about the state of Kentucky's rules and our friends at FanDuel is I've like I, our friend Tyler Thompson, she can't place player props in the state of Tennessee. That would drive me nuts because especially now that college basketball is happening, I, I'm loving them, man. I'm loving them, and we're going to get to my picks this week, but I've, I've also found a fun other way to bet them. I, just, I, I love the player props, especially college basketball. Cats in action tomorrow night, Champions Classic. We're in a feast week. A lot of action to get in with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to our picks for the weekend, our best bets. Number one. Look, well, this is the stinkingest stink ever, and I don't care. Give me the big, fat, stinky cheese. UCF hasn't won. Uh, they won their first Big 12 game last week, and it was against Scott and his tots at Cincinnati. Both just uh, uh, bastions of incompetency in their first years in the Big 12. Will the bounce house be rocking? I mean, it has at times, but I don't think those students – care all that much. I don't think it's going to be some rowdy atmosphere that Oklahoma State's walking into. I know that there's this is an obvious letdown spot, but Oklahoma State's playing for something. It's not like they, they just got their big Oklahoma win and they're they can win the Big 12 or at least play in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. So they should come in motivated. They're going to win this football game. And if they're going to do it, they're doing it by more than two and a half points. So I know that this is just the stinkingest, stinky. It's gross. It makes no sense, but I don't care. Give me the Cowboys. Pokes up minus two and a half. Yeah, when I looked at the first looked at the board, that game jumped out at me. I love the spot for UCF, and I wanted that to be a play. But when I kind of checked the numbers, I couldn't do it. I think Oklahoma State's the right side there. Um, so I would play Oklahoma State if forced. Uh, but you, that is a dangerous spot going there. Yeah. And I think UCF is better than their record. Um, really, I mean, that Baylor game really just kind of sticks out uh, where they just blew that huge lead. Uh, and then they were they had Oklahoma on the ropes on the road. So I, it's a tricky spot for Oklahoma State, but that, that feels like the right side. But we'll see how it plays out in Orlando. Well, defense travels. Oklahoma State has a good one. And – you know, when in doubt, just hand his ball to Ali. Let let him go. Let him go do work. So let's let's yeah. Get UCF's a win. run defense is terrible. So that's a big Ollie Gordon game could be coming. So if you want to look at player props, that might be one to consider. Who you got up first, Mister Luckett? Yeah, going to ACC here. Going to fade Clemson after their big home win against Notre Dame last week. Georgia Tech plus fourteen and a half in Death Valley. Since Brent Key took over, Nick, he is 7-2 ATS as a road dog at Georgia Tech. Mm, With a lot of big wins. He's beaten North Carolina. He's beaten a beat Wake Forest by double digits this year. Beat Miami. Beat Miami last year. Beat Pitt. That Mm -hmm. that kept Pitt from winning 10 games last year. Then you look at Georgia Tech. I'm just a real believer in their offense. I think offensive coordinator Buster Faulkner has done a good job. This is an offense that's running for over 200 yards per game. Haynes King is playing some good football at quarterback. Think they're going to be able to score to keep this within the number. Clemson should run for a lot of yards against this Georgia Tech defense, but I think Georgia Tech's offense is good enough to stay stay close here. And so I'm going to jump on Tech here. Uh, they play good against the best ACC teams they play too, right? They beat Miami. Mm-hmm. They had Louisville on the ropes in Week One. Uh, they beat B 
beat North Carolina. So they've played good against the top of that league. I think that continues on Saturday afternoon in Clemson. So give me the Yellow Jackets plus 14 and a half. I'm going to ride this this nice trend that Brent Key has as a road underdog. You, you said a phrase there, against the top of this league. Is there a top of the ACC? I think Clemson, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina, and obviously Florida State, I think they're, those are all top 30 teams. The problem is the drop-off after those teams is really stark and bad. Like, NC State's got a good defense, but their offense is atrocious. Virginia Tech was playing for the driver's seat position in the ACC title game last week. That team lost to Marshall. Marshall's probably going to finish with a losing record, Nick. Virginia, we've talked about Virginia. They were in our season win total under. That's going to probably cash. Duke's offense is terrible. Even with Riley Leonard, that Duke offense has been really bad all year. Uh who else? Boston College is going to win seven games, Nick, in that league. The, just the volume. Anybody that it, you you could have took an alien and tell him, watch that Boston College team. That team will win sixty percent of its games, and that alien would have told you, "What kind of sport is this?" Uh, they were they, that Boston College team is not good, uh, and so that's just that league. The bottom of the league is just really Whoa. really bad. I think, uh, and Duke. I mean, Riley Leonard was a whole Duke team. So, without him, they're just kind of a shell of themselves. Like, Wake Forest offense is terrible. Um, there's just a lot of bad units and bad teams in that league. Yeah, the, the the volatility from team to team, week to week, is just off the charts. Where, you know, I, I looked at that. I mean, NC State, they they got to play Brennan Armstrong again because their quarterback, who was 3-1, and one, once he took over, is like, actually, I'm going to redshirt. Yeah, I mean, Syracuse does the thing where they look like a legitimate top 30 team to start the year. And then just... And then, then it's just like the Monstars come and steal their talent. Then they can't play. And then they're just terrible for eight weeks. Like, how does that happen? And so there's just... There's a lot... Pitt, Pitt's awful this year. Pitt in, Offense in, is terrible. Pitt went from a nine-win team to what? Four wins? And one of them is going to be against Louisville. Because, of course. I mean, it's just... It has to be fun to follow as a... As a fan, because of the unpredictability, but you can't have any sort of respect and like actually act like your league is good. Georgia it's fun, Tech, lo- but not Georgia, good. This Georgia Tech team, Nick, lost to Bowling Green by double digits at home. This Georgia Tech team is probably going to go five and three in the ACC. Oh man! Boston College, I believe, has a shot at five wins in the ACC. Like all of these teams are sub seventy in the power rating. Some are hovering ninety oh. one hundred. It's just not a good – it's just the bottom of the league is just so bad. It's just it's really very bad. bad. Very, very bad. Uh, but this actually should be a good game, and I'm also evaluating whether I want the under, though, too, because I feel like it could be turned into a slobber knocker. The first of the Big Ten, Ten East Ring of Death games where – or second, excuse me. Penn State lost to Ohio State. Now they've got Michigan coming to town. The Wolverines are four-and-a-half-point favorites. And Harbaugh's just taking care of business time and time again uh, against this team and in this spot. And I – you know, maybe it's one of those – James Franklin, he's not going to be able to win the big one until he wins one. Eventually we're going to be proven wrong. But I'm going to keep betting against that, and I'm going to keep – I just I, I think with all the stuff going on in Michigan 
with the sign stealing and stuff, they're going to be pissed off. They're going to be galvanized. Like, this isn't why we're good at football. It's not because of Connor Stallions. We're good because we got a bunch of ass kickers. I can't, I don't, I, I need to check the Penn State team total, but because I, I think I want to play that under. They're just not very expensive, and this defense is suffocating. So I, I think that also might be a play because I could see this kind of playing out similar to the Ohio State game, except, um, you know, instead of maybe, I think it was Ohio State 17 to 6, maybe. I think we could see this. Uh, a few more touchdowns, maybe like a 27 to, to 10 kind of game, 27-14 sort of deal for Michigan. And I mentioned it the other day, I don't – the four and a half I don't love, so I might do what I did against Ole Miss and do the uh, go-to-church parlay. Um, <laughs> if you're scared, you go to church. So I'm, I think I'm going to church. I've already done this. Blake Corum, anytime touchdown, plus Michigan money line will get you plus 100 odds. So – that's 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 what I'm going to roll. But for pigskin preview, I'm also going to take the Wolverines minus the four and a half. Michigan is seven and two ATS in the last nine meetings in this series. The big thing with this game is we don't know if Jim Harbaugh is coaching or not. Oh, they they aren't going to suspend him. Uh, like it, come on. It, you really think the Big Ten is going to make an unprecedented move in college football uh, with their bell cow coach, who's got them poised to win a national championship? Come on. This is Michigan. Follow follow the money, Mr. Luckett. This is Michigan you're talking about. They're not the most popular team in the Big Ten office. So regardless, we don't know what's going on there, if there's going to be any – that's that's been hovering over the team all week. Uh, If Harbaugh's not on the sidelines, I'm jumping on Penn State, uh, plus four and a half. But he's probably going to be there. Uh, The trends say Michigan's going to win this game. They've got the better quarterback, better offense, better defense. You know, give them a coaching advantage, I guess. But if they're not stealing signs anymore, how much of a coaching advantage is there? Uh, But Michigan would be the play here for me. I would definitely lay the points with them if I had to play it one side or the other. The um, I'm seeing I can get Penn State under 17 and a half points for plus 114. That's that's awfully tempting too. Uh, Michigan's only allowed, I think. Eight or nine red zone possessions all year on defense, and, and only one touchdown in the red zone. Penn State's just not explosive, like yeah, uh, you know. So how do you how do you go up to the window and, and expect the, this offense to, to score a lot? So you know what, I'm going to go ahead and place it. We're just placing live bets now, and isn't that awesome? Remember we used to have to talk about our picks and then like, drive to Indiana or call a bookie or something. It's great. Shout out Fanduel. Love our friends at Fanduel. Like it. Who you got up next? We're staying in the Big Ten. And, Nick, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have much analysis for this. Oh, I love this play, though. It was it was my number one. First thing I saw, I was like, dude, hammer it. Let's go. Let's ride. This is the 11 personnel. Um, hammer down. Hammer <laughs> down. Play of the year. We're getting back. We're going to chase this stupid white whale. We're getting it back with this pick like it. Iowa, minus one and a half. Hosting records. <laughs> Rutgers tough loss to Ohio State last weekend. Iowa wins the, well, probably the most ugly football game you'll see, 10-7 at Wrigley Field in overtime. I'm going to lay the points with the Hawkeyes here at home. Short number. I, I don't really have much. It's going to be an I mean, ugly football game. I just think they cover this number and win. So give me Iowa, the minus one and a half. First off, that's what Iowa does, especially at home, and they just find a way to win. Secondly, it was good as Rutgers looked. I mean – 
That final score was 38-17. to 17. I mean, they don't have a lot in the tank. Um, now, with that being said, I still I love playing Iowa Hunters. It's 28 too low. Is that is that line too low? Because I don't it, it might not be, but man, they're just they're asking how how low can you go? That's dangerous because if you get any short field at all, you're just not surviving that. Right. Turnovers and yeah, exactly. And these teams can be prone to turnover. Yeah, exactly. So but you're that's all, why you just take Iowa, and you, especially maybe even by the hook, right? You're yeah. almost you're better you're off just playing a, a player prop under. So, like, look at Gavin Wimsett and Deacon Hill's passing yards. Look at some of the running backs rushing yards. If you want to just play an under, I think that would be the one hmm. to play. Interesting. So, are we going to get another mega under? <laughs> what? Well, uh, Rutgers' uh, offense is not good, but it's spunky enough where I think they could get some points in this game. I don't think they will because I think Iowa covers. Uh, it just feels like a game. Seeing what I saw from Rutgers, they're a little sloppy and Wimsett makes some bad decisions back there. Got a feeling we're going to get a defensive score on Saturday. Uh, or set up a really short field for Iowa to get some cheap a cheap score or scores. Um, and Iowa's they're in first place in the division, Nick. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of winnable games here. You get Rutgers at home, Illinois at home, go to Nebraska. So they're in the driver's seat. Then I think they'll be locked in and ready to go here. I think they avoided a scare last week, and you'll see them bounce back, and i like them to get this win here. The uh, Unfortunately, we don't we don't have the, the lines for those passing props yet, but I'm you bet your sweet ass I'm going to take a look at that Saturday morning. For my final pick, I can't go low enough for 28 and a half, but what would the pigskin preview be if we weren't going to take a gross Big Ten West under? So here's my gross Big Ten West under of the week. Northwestern, who was absolutely an abomination to football. They're playing Wisconsin this week. They've been an abomination to football as of late. Do I expect either of these teams to be able to get into the 20s? No. Uh, under 42 total points. Just give me give me the gross football right now. Yeah, good luck with that. Have fun. I'm, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm gonna get some SEC flavor here to close us out. Oh, okay, good. We had to we had to get off that Big Ten. We had to wash ourselves off. But this might up. this might be the closest thing to a Big Ten West game in the SEC. Auburn catching two and a half at Arkansas. Give me the Tigers <laughs> on the road. Catching points. You are kidding. He, that really is the <laughs> – oh, man. Hugh Freeze went into Razorback Stadium last year, Nick, in November and won straight up with Liberty. I think we see the see a repeat of the same movie happen this weekend. I think Arkansas's performance at Florida, I think we'll see some regression offensively. I think it's, this is going to be a total slobber knocker. Um, comes down late, probably a lot of ugly football in between. But I like Auburn here to, to pick up a win on the road. I think the wrong team's favorite here, so give me the Tigers plus two and a half. I do appreciate that. When in a slump, we're just like, all right, let's let's go to the ugly games. Let's not get too risky with these half-line teams that will score a lot of points. So that leads me to, to ask you the question, Luckett. Are you going to bet on Thursday night football between the Panthers and the Bears? I'm pretty close to locking in Panthers. What's plus three and a half? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. There, we have some ugly standalone games this weekend. Um, you have this. You have the Colts Patriots in, in Germany, which uh, – That one I won't be playing. Yeah, that that's that's a gross one. Sunday night football, uh, we get to see our favorite team in primetime, the New York Jets, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, God. Uh, and then the Denver Broncos – uh, and the Buffalo Bills. I guess Buffalo, they're a good enough team. But some really gross primetime football games. I uh, I don't know if you stayed up and watched any of Peyton and Eli uh, for the Jets game, but watching them watch Zach Wilson is entertainment because they just can't stand it. it is, they are just disgusted by watching him play quarterback, and it is absolutely delightful as a viewer. So uh, I think we should flex Peyton and Eli to the Sunday night just so we can watch how pissed off Peyton Manning is watching Zach Wilson make awful decision after awful decision. Yeah, the uh, feels like some regression to the mean for Zach Wilson. He played good. He had a couple good games there. Um, he even had them in the when Chiefs when the Chiefs were up there and when Taylor, Taylor Swift Kelsey um, was at its peak of craziness. Um, he even played good there, and he's had some moments. But yeah, I just. You feel like the Jets, you're just waiting for the Jets to kind of fall apart, right? And maybe it starts now after they're getting just housed by the Chargers. I believe they, they played the Chargers on Monday. And now they go on the road to the Raiders who have turned to Aiden O'Connell, the rookie from Purdue at quarterback. They He's just look, okay. look like a totally different team last week without McDaniels and Garoppolo out there. Oh, man. Jimmy G and... Josh McDaniels, a match made in heaven. Um, hopefully you win some money this weekend, folks. We're here to try to help. Sometimes we're not the best. You know what? Maybe maybe we are the best. Maybe you've been fading our picks and getting rich. Either way, we hope you're enjoying uh, these conversations about a little sports game we hear on the Pigskin Preview and playing along with the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app. Like it. Have you... We're going to have to make our final predictions here soon for Kentucky-Alabama. Uh, is 11 points too much for the Crimson Tide? I actually think Kentucky's going to cover that number. Oh. I think we're going to get a close game Saturday. I don't think Kentucky's going to win. We'll pick Alabama to win. But I think we're going to get a close game. This Alabama offense, Nick, I really do – it's like it's not – like it's a good offense, but this is not a national championship offense. To your, yes, but also, what about this Kentucky defense has shown you against good offenses? I haven't. I think they're like twenty third in SP plus. So like they're at least in this top twenty five range, and they've gotten their, their they've gotten gashed every time they played one this good. And even if they're consistent and they can make Milrow, like it only takes four plays. It only takes five plays for Alabama to get this game out of reach. That's the part that is scaring me away from the, the window. See, I think defensively it's probably going to play out like the Missouri game where Kentucky's defense will have some good moments. Um, and then Alabama will put a couple drives together. But I'm banking on field position just not becoming a total game tilter. And then Kentucky not, not melting boy. down. Not melting down through penalties. I think this is going to be a close game. Like I think Kentucky's going to hold Alabama under thirty offensive points as long as they don't give them anything cheap. Bama's going to have twenty-four to twenty-seven, like they have in five of their seven 
Power Conference games this season. And then it's going to be how many points can Kentucky score to keep it close. We've seen a better Kentucky offense the last couple weeks. They're still not, I would say, a top 25 offense. But they're going to be they'll have some success. So I could see something along the lines of like 23 to 14. Something like that. I think they'll keep it close. They won't win. They'll play better. But it'll be a, a losing effort. And I think you'll leave the stadium and people, the takeaway will be, you know, Alabama's a legitimate top 10 team. And we were able to kind of stand and go blow to blow for them. But it's going to make the other games disappointing. It's going to make the Tennessee and Missouri game more disappointing because you had three of those, three of these games, three of these games at home, Nick, and you didn't win any of them. Kentucky is in a spot as a program where they should expect to win one of these games against, you know, you're playing four top 15 teams this year, I think. They've, We'd have to dig back. That I don't know if that's ever happened. Yeah, under Stoops, we're gonna ask Corey Price. And then it's gonna be five when you consider Louisville. So they're gonna play five at least top fifteen or twenty teams. That's a lot of top caliber to play. And they might go on five against those games. And they're in a spot where that should not be happening. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's some criticism that should come with it. Uh, And we'll see. So we'll see what they do on Saturday. But I think I feel like that's gonna be the takeaway. Like Kentucky. Goes toe to toe, but it just it uh, it leaves you thinking like they just missed opportunity earlier in the year. They played three of these home games, three of these games at home, didn't get, pick off one of them. That's disappointing. No matter how you, no matter how you draw it out or defend it, Kentucky's in a spot as a program where they play three top fifteen teams at home. They should get one of those wins, and they they might go over here, and that's disappointing. Uh, I appreciate that insight. I'm coming in with zero expectations and. Hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised. It's going to be senior day. We've got the touching Eric Wolford tribute that's going to play uh, before the game. I'm sure there won't be a dry in the house for that. Um, It's also Veterans Day. So a big shout-out and thanks to all our veterans who've served our country um, admirably. It's uh, – I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for listening to another edition of the Pigskin Preview. He's Adam Luckett. I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Kroger.